This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three, two, and one. Time to get Welcome you set to up Beck for QL. all the weekend's betting action across the sports world. It's BetQL Weekend, only on the BetQL Network. Welcome into BetQL Weekend. Jake Hassan and Kate Constable here with you, getting you set for your 4th of July holiday weekend. Plenty of fireworks going on this weekend. Jake, what do you got planned for the uh, holiday holiday couple of days? Yeah, I actually am going to, uh, I'm going to be a lake boy this weekend. Uh, my Ooh. my cousins have a lake house in Geneva, Wisconsin. So going to be going there uh, right after this, or after uh, You Better You Bet later this afternoon. But yeah, uh, good. Gonna be. I'm a big lake guy. I, I'm firmly a believer that lake is better than ocean. So I'm very, I'm very excited for that. I'm a big time boat guy too. I am a big lake girl as well. I, I mean, I grew up in Minnesota, land of ten thousand lakes. How can you not love famously the water? so? Um, but I mean, you call yourself a lake boy. It makes me feel like you should be like walking around with like a tray of drinks for everyone you're with all weekend. You know how like the <laughs> bachelorette parties now have like cocktail boys that you can hire. Yeah. I think that's what you should do all weekend. Well, the problem with that would be, I would be drinking the drinks that I'm holding. So then nobody else would get any. <laughs> so then we'd be in real trouble then. All right. Yeah. That's uh that's a little bit of a problem then. Um, all right. NBA free agency starts tonight and for full disclosure we're recording this a couple hours before free agency opens 6 p.m eastern on friday afternoon but already a lot going down a ton to talk about james harden has opted into his um player option he's picking up his 35.6 million dollar option with the 76ers and essentially that means he's going to force his way out of philadelphia (laughs) and ask for a trade uh jake i know you're in the dating pool right now but it feels like james harden has had more breakups than any any person who's dating right now in the last two and a half years he's been on four teams in two and a half years this is crazy yeah i mean at this point james harden just goes somewhere and just like pulls the pin on the grenade throws it and runs away like he just like he goes somewhere and then he blows it up and then he just leaves and he's fine and then the team just kind of has to pick up the pieces yeah i mean we did this whole countdown. I mean, for the last two, three weeks, it's been, oh, well, is James Harden going to exercise his player option? If he stays in, what are they going to do? $33 million, I think, was the player option. It's insane amount of money for one year. But, I mean, now here we are, and then you get the notification yesterday. All right, James Harden opts in. 
but it's also they're going to work on a trade and he's not going to stay a Philadelphia 76er. And now it's like this whole other thing because you have the Damian Lillard situation or now you even have people saying, well, does this mean that Joel Embiid wants to leave or what? You know, it's just like so much domino effect where it's like we have to kind of parse through and we're in the weeds here so much in Sixer culture. Yeah. And I mean, I'm told I'm done with these disgruntled superstars of like <laughs> forcing their way out of play. Like it's just getting ridiculous at this point. And uh, Sam Amick of the athletic reported that Harden asked for this trade because he's upset with the way the Sixers handled his possible free agency and uh, maybe wasn't going to offer them him quite as much as he wanted, but James Harden hasn't performed in the postseason. So any team he's going to is going to get a great regular season player come postseason, come April, eh, maybe not so much. The Clippers are an organization that have been tied to James Harden and a possible trade there. Uh, then you're going what with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and James Harden. None of the three can stay healthy. W what are we doing here? I mean, the Clippers is so interesting to me just because, okay, great. You get... <sighs> 50 combined games from the three of them, maybe if you're lucky, exactly. like, and then you, and then we'll, because we've been doing this for the last couple of years with the Clippers too. It's, it's like, Oh, well, Kawhi and Paul George are going to miss most of the regular season, but the hope is that they'll be ready for the second round of the playoffs or the first round of the playoffs. And it's like, all right, you're going to add Harden to that mix too. And we're just going to have to play this long game where the Clippers win 43 games and they're a little bit above 500. And then hopefully they get through the play in tournament. And if they do that, then you get all these guys back. Like it's just this big song and dance for, it feels like such a small payoff, if any. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like it at all. Um, and, and it's basically just a one-year rental of James Harden. Cause yeah. this is just his player option year. And then his contract's up and he could be going somewhere else. Uh, Katie Harden and Kyrie have combined for seven trade requests in less than two seasons. Like that's absolutely insane. But if we look at what the Clippers could possibly give up in a trade, uh, for James Harden, I've seen a number of, you know, combinations thrown around, but you have Terrence Mann, uh, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Nick Batum. Those are th four names that could possibly be on the way out and over to Philly. And then they could you know, mix in a couple first round picks, which I think you would have to do. I mean, James Harden is still a really good player despite his playoff struggles. So the Clippers are going to have to give up quite a bit if they want to get him, right? Well, and to use a Ken Barkley phrase, like the Clippers would be bridge jumping here. Like, all right, yeah, you get James Harden because I guess he's the best option for you, but it's not like he really moves the needle that much. I mean, how did that work for Brooklyn? How did that work for Philadelphia? Like he's not moving the needle that much. Really? This is just you banking on having a third guy next to PG and Kawhi and hope again, hoping that they all stay healthy, hoping that they're all available for the playoffs and decimating the rest of your roster. I mean, it's kind of what the Suns are doing too around KD. Like, all right, you have Booker and KD and you give up literally everything else. And you hope that those two guys can take you to the finish line, but otherwise you're screwed if it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. And I have a feeling that, well, also Harden wants a meeting with the Suns, which would just be like, oh. that's not going to happen. Like not at all. And Kyrie is a, supposedly taking a meeting with the Suns or is, or is planning to meet with them this weekend, which Kyrie is another player who th from the Brooklyn mess, 
that is now in in uh, Dallas, and he doesn't really have a whole lot of options. He's going to come back to the Mavs most likely, but I think he's taking these meetings elsewhere to kind of try and gain some leverage and say to the Mavericks, okay, well, I might have other options, so you should pay me a little bit more, things like that. Taking a meeting with the Suns, there's no way Kyrie Irving goes to Phoenix unless he's planning on taking, what, like a, a $3 million, uh, veteran minimum, maximum? Like, I yeah. How I mean, is that going to work with the cap space? Right. I, I mean, I guess, which also, I mean, just in general, like <laughs> zoom out for a second. Like it will be so, so hilarious if like, all right, let's go to Brooklyn. Oh, well, that didn't work out and it was a complete disaster and everything's terrible there. Let's go to Phoenix now. Let's just run it back and see what happens in the Western Conference. Like, what are, what are we doing here? Like, that would just be so hilarious. Even not even just the three of them together, but even one of them. Uh, Kyrie or Harden joining KD in Phoenix would be just so hilarious to me because it's like, oh, well, didn't work. didn't work out the first time. Eh, nevertheless, like, let's try it again. Why not? Let's add Devin Booker to this equation and see what happens this time. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? I can't imagine that KD would want either of those two players. And I've heard rumors that he's okayed uh, Harden coming to the Suns, but Kyrie was kind of the root of the issue in Brooklyn. Yeah. Wouldn't you say I, I, it was all his off the court stuff, his, right. his shenanigans, antics, whatever you want to call them. that kind of started all the turmoil. If I were Kevin Durant, why would I ever want to play with him again? Which is again, hilarious because the whole thing for Brooklyn was that, Oh, these guys are best pals. They're best friends. Like they love to hang out together and they've been planning this for two, three years and they go to Brooklyn and then Kyrie starts being weird and doing weird stuff. And then it, Katie goes to Phoenix and says, all right, I want to get away from this guy. So you want James Harden who famously has taken planes to Vegas on off days for 24 hours. Like you want to do like, it's a lose, lose situation. If you're Kevin Durant, like stay with Devin Booker and his, you know, straight of I think you should leave like triples and doubles of vintage cars and just let him do his like normal weird like at least normal weird guy stuff instead of Kyrie being at Drake's birthday party and not playing games and James Harden taking planes to Vegas for 12 hours like at least it's a little more of a control thing for KD I would think we're okay with weird weird is good we just want normal weird not weird weird right and Kyrie's weird weird Harden's weird weird KD Booker, they're just kind of normal weird. They like their quirky things. KD likes to roast people on Twitter. Devin Booker likes his vintage cars. And right. that's okay. <laughs> at least they show up and play basketball That's games. digestible, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the other big name, which I'm so sick of talking about, and I'm sure everyone else out there is too, but what's going on with Damian Lillard? Is he going to ask for a trade? Are the Blazers going to be able to do anything remotely enough to make them a contender this season? I don't think so. I think he should ask out. I know he's terribly loyal to the Portland Trailblazers, but it just doesn't seem like the Blazers can bring in anyone that would make them a contender this season, right? Right. I mean, the Blazers, it feels like they have this upside with Shaden Sharp and now with Scoot Henderson and Dame. Like, theoretically... Those three, I know Sharp and Scoot are obviously really young guys, but like theoretically, those three together could give you a really high ceiling. And especially, I mean, Dame, he's 33, but it doesn't seem like his decline is happening super fast. Like he's not falling off a cliff. Like, I don't know, maybe James Harden. So it's like he's still keeping a very high level of play, it feels like, but it seems like he wants out. I I, I mean, talk about weird, weird. Like, 
Dame, Dame is doing this kind of normal weird thing where he's like subtweeting and doing these Instagram stories where he's like playing Miami songs. It's so funny because it's like just the subtweet context of what's happening with Dame Lawyer. Like, well, I don't really want to be here and maybe this is where I want to go, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Like, it, it's up to you guys to figure out. And that's why we keep talking about it because he's doing just like he's feeding the fire so slowly. It's the biggest slow burn ever. You said you're sick of it. I kind of love it. Like, it's kind of funny to me. <laughs> Damon Lillard's like a middle school girl who's like going through Scorned. a breakup yeah. or something. Or no, this is even better. A middle school guy, because middle school guys can get kind of emotional, you know, dealing with these feelings for the first time where you start the subtweets. I feel like that was happening, although I guess Twitter probably wasn't around when I was in middle school. Jeez. Uh, but if that that would be like a middle school guy kind of thing to do, right? Yeah, I was gonna say high school. I mean, Twitter was like taking off okay. when I was in high school, uh, like ten yeah, years ago, and like it started. Better. Like you started to get that, like the score. I think the guy part. I think you're absolutely right with that, though. Like the guy who's yeah. gone through heartbreak for the first time doesn't know how to digest these emotions, so he's just like going to whatever outlet he can. He's blasting like Green Day's latest album in his room and just like going through it, just <laughs> tweeting through the pain. Like, yeah, I. I completely agree with that like that's what he's doing he's like somebody like hoping he's posting hoping that he gets that text that's never gonna come <laughs> that is so perfect i remember that happening uh, multiple times um not necessarily to me but just seeing yeah. people in high school do stuff like that oh it was, it was just comical um damon lillard's next team who will that be let's take a look at the odds board um Varies at different books, but right now Portland's the favorite to bring him back, minus 300. Miami Heat, plus 225 is the next favorite. And this has um, come down quite a bit. Just last week, I believe he was like 12 to 1 to go to Miami. But Miami is also rumored to be losing um, Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, who both want a little bit bigger contracts than Miami is giving them. I think Dame would fit in perfectly with the Heat. It's once again, just does he want to leave uh, Portland? But all of a sudden, if, if he's on the Miami Heat, I think that they are able to run him back um, and playoff run, maybe not get back to the uh, NBA Finals again, but they would be a, a contender once again uh, in the East. Yeah, I mean, this definitely raises the heat ceiling. It makes sense for them. I mean, we we know that Pat Riley likes to go all in. Like, that's just the type of owner that he is. If he's going to jump in, again, to use a Ken Barkley phrase, he's going to bridge jump if, if that's where we're at. And <laughs> so for Dame Lord, if you're going to lose Struess and Vincent, yeah, Miami needs a guy like Dame then because we saw Jimmy Butler can't do all this on his own. He can get you there on his own. But then once now that's twice now that we've had this with Jimmy Butler where mm -hmm. he gets you there, but he runs out of gas and he can't do it all. All by himself. Bam Adebayo is fine, but he's not winning you games by himself. You're not saying, all right, Miami Heat 2024 NBA championship champions, Bam Adebayo. Like you're just, you're not saying that. No, no you're, if you're saying 2024 NBA champions, Miami Heat, comma, Damian Lillard, that sounds a little bit better and sounds a little bit more feasible. I think Miami makes a ton of sense too. I think Jimmy and Dame together on the same team would just be such great content though. Like that would be, you know, you got Jimmy Butler showing up to NBA photo day with the dreadlocks and then he ditches them immediately. So that they have to use the photo <laughs> all year. You got Dame making mixtapes and doing, like we said, the scorn teenage guy thing on Instagram. And imagine those Instagram stories with the two of them. 
oh my God, I need it so bad. I think this would be great. It's just a matter of if you're Miami, what are you giving up? If you're giving up Tyler Hero and a couple firsts, you just have to think, is that worth it? And we saw what they were able to do without Tyler Hero. So I think you kind of weigh that like, all right, we were able to get there without Tyler Hero. Does he really move the needle as much as Damian Lillard? The answer is, of course, no. So it's just a matter of what else are you giving up as far as draft compensation, I think. Yeah, that's a great point that what they did in the finals was all without Tyler Hero. So maybe you give him up, maybe you give Duncan Robinson up or a, a combination of Struess or Vincent um, and you bring in a player who can score in any capacity and in the postseason, in the clutch. That's what the, that's what the Heat were missing, you know, in clutch games yeah. against the Nuggets scoring late in games. Uh, Jake, we've got about 60 seconds till we go to break. The Chicago Bulls, they're bringing back Vucevic. What are we doing? We're running it back completely, and we're going to be a (laughs) sub-500 team again. What is happening? It's so gross. Everything that the Bulls are doing is so gross. I knew we were going to get to this eventually, but it's just, I mean, I guess I get it. You can't let Vucevic walk for nothing, I guess, after you failed to trade him at this past deadline. So, yeah, I guess you just run it back and hope that somebody falls into your lap, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I, They need to move on from Levine or, or DeRozan, one of the two, but it'll or be both. interesting to see what happens over these next 48 hours. Yeah, maybe both. All right, a, a little game of hit and run when we come back. Going to talk some MLB. Stay with us. This is BetQL Weekend here on the BetQL Network. We'll be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. Two and one. Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend, sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Jake Hassan and Kate Constable back with you here on BetQL Weekend. Jake, it's going to be a juicy weekend here because NFL, not NFL, NBA free agency opens Friday night. And move over, Woj. Move over, Shams. We are dropping dimes here on (laughs) BetQL Weekend. Well, we are not, but a certain Twitter account, Dropping Dimes 50, is breaking news hours before the two NBA insiders are doing it. And this is very interesting. And I'm like lost in this thread of tweets from this page, from this account. Uh, because so far they've been pretty accurate. Called the James Harden wanting out of Philly yesterday, far before Woj and Shams both tweeted that. What do you make of of this Twitter account dropping dimes fifty? I love it, and this is one of the best things about the NBA, in my opinion. Like NBA Twitter is just an absolute war zone. Like it's like Mad Max Fury Road times a hundred. I love NBA Twitter because it just gets so wild and so weird. Yeah. Our guy, Zach Kroll was telling us in the break that there's this Twitter account. It's a burner that is just breaking this news and like dropped the Harden news like three hours before it happened. And that they're saying, Oh, Harden's not going to get traded to Miami. And then Woj and Shams are like whistleblowing on this account, basically getting it deleted at 42,000 followers and all this stuff is happening. I love it. 
it. I don't like it kind of goes back to like the Reddit MLB deadline from like a couple of years ago. You remember that where it was like these wild mm-hmm. Reddit users that were saying like Zach Grinky's getting traded and Yoan Cespedes is getting traded and they were right. And it's crazy. I love it. I don't know if it's a player or a GM or something crazy like so, so funny. I love it. Like this is what makes the NBA so hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, yesterday, framework for Harden to the Clippers is what this account tweeted. James Harden goes to the Clippers. The Sixers get Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, and Marcus Morris Sr. So we'll have to wait a couple hours to see if that actually comes to fruition. Uh, they're also reporting as of 35 minutes ago. And keep in mind, we're recording this a couple hours before you'll hear it air. Uh, despite reports of Miami having interest in James Harden, he's not going to be traded there. So once again probably going out to LA uh, with the Clippers. Chris Middleton, according to this account, is going to sign a deal to stay in Milwaukee. Like we are getting all sorts of breaking news from this account far before anything's actually happening. I will be so surprised. Well, actually I won't because clearly this person, whoever this is, has some juicy intel. Wouldn't it be so fun to be that person? to like have all these GMs or agents on speed dial and just be breaking this news before, you know, the actual people that get paid millions to break this news. Right. Like it's so fun. Like random person X with the egg, basically Twitter photo, no header, nothing. It's just, uh, it's just this part completely random. They pop out of nowhere. The funniest part to me is because usually when you see this, it's like zero following or one. They're following 56 yeah. people, which is way more than I thought. And of course, it's just like what you would expect. A lot of NBA accounts and like, you know, a lot of blue check marks. Kevin Durant, of course, they're following Bobby Marks, like Woj, Shams, like Chris Haynes. It's so funny because like, all right, what should I do? Who should I follow to like make this just seem as insane as possible? And it's like, oh, well, just every NBA reporter that possibly exists right now. Like, <laughs> let's just really throw people off the scent. Like, that's so funny to me. I love it. Whoever this is, genius idea, genius plan. Just, all right, let me just ruin things for the two guys who get paid, like you said, millions and millions of dollars to break this news. And I'm just going to be some guy and completely upend them. <laughs> what do you think this person is like? Like, are they Ooh. just chilling on their couch laughing at the world right now, eating a bag of potato chips? Or are right. they someone who's like, has a really good professional job, but is bored at work throughout this time with the holiday coming up and has these connections where he can figure out he or she could figure True. out this information. And is just once again, laughing at all of us as, as uh, this person's tweeting all this out. Like, yeah, I just like to think that it's, Honestly, I'm choosing to believe it's just like some college kid who's like home for the right. summer is at some internship at like ESPN or something. And is like, all right, well, you know, it's my internship, but I'm off for, you know, the next week because of the holiday or whatever it may be. And I'm just hanging out. And Zach just put in our chat a really good point. I did have this thought as well, like a GM's kid or like, do we know if like yeah. Woj has any kids or like a nephew or something who's just hanging out, getting ready for the long weekend? They're in the sun. They're in the yard. Maybe, you know, it's almost noon. Maybe they're having an ice cold beverage to start the weekend already. And they're just like, you know, got the Bluetooth speaker. They're in the yard. The sunnies are on. And they're just like, huh, well, Chris Middleton's staying in Milwaukee. Like, so funny. I love it. It's absolute genius trolling. Like, we talked about in the first segment, like, 
there's weird weird and there's normal weird. I think this is a whole nother level. Yeah. This is genius weird. Like we're now, I mean, we're here talking about it. We're probably not the only ones. There's probably people in Miami or in Philadelphia or now in Milwaukee with Chris Middleton saying like, oh, well, this account with now 50,000 followers and they broke the Harden news and now maybe they're onto something else. That's what we're doing right now. I love it. I'm choosing to believe it's like somebody who's even like I'm 25. I'm out of college. I've been out of college for a couple of years. I'm choosing to believe it's some like college kid who just somehow has some internship or knows somebody and just like happened to, you know, fall, fall backwards into this information. And they're like, all right, well, I'm going to run with this now. I love it. I love it so much. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Jake. So let's go back through the time. Okay, this account was deleted, which I don't know how this account gets deleted. Like, why is Twitter taking this of all accounts off of Twitter? That's point number one. But... The last tweet from this or the first tweet from this person once they got their account back was 18 hours ago. And so I'm going to give you a couple of their tweets of of the takes. And I want you to tell me which one you think is the most likely. Oh, OK. So, I like this. Sixers. Sixers want Kyrie Irving. Let's see. Um, Sixers want Kyrie Irving is the first one. Well, this isn't going very well. OK. Um. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to find the juiciest ones. Um, oh, Trey Young wants out of Atlanta or could be looking for a change of scenery. That's the second one. Uh, and then the third one, Jalen Brown is going to sign a five-year, $307 million Supermax with the Celtics. So Kyrie Kyrie to Philly. What was the second one I gave you? Uh, uh, Trey Young. Young out of Atlanta. And then Celtics give Jalen Brown 307 mil Supermax. Uh, I'll start from the bottom and work my way up. I think Trey Young, like it feels like the writing was on the wall there, like especially at the end of the season. And they like they trade John Collins, which was super bizarre and was a total nothing, obviously. But yeah. that was just kind of it feels like. I mean, we talked about in our first segment, like these superstars who just like get dissatisfied and all of a sudden they want out and. Atlanta is a, I, I think a pseudo big market, I think would be the right word for it. But like, you know, it's not New York or LA and, and Trey young just strikes me as such an LA person. I don't know what it is, but something about him gives me such big LA energy. So I feel like the writing was on the wall there. The Celtics also, I feel like is a nothing because that was their only option. What else were they going to do? They're going to let Jalen Brown go to, you know, there was rumored for to Houston for a little bit so he could reunite with a Doka, but like, the Celtics have no choice. They can never let him walk. Um, the Kyrie to Philly thing. Again, we talked about it a little bit, like hilarious turn of events. Like, all right, Philadelphia, you could you couldn't get KD to pair with Embiid, so you settled for Harden. Harden doesn't work out, so you go with the third one of or Kyrie Irving. So hilarious. Like, all right, yeah, let's try it with a third member of the Weird Brothers and see what happens then, and just like <laughs> see what happens. Uh, I, I think the Kyrie one is the most interesting, and I think it's very interesting. One thing that I thought was interesting, because then I, I did the same thing, Kate, that you were doing. I went through these tweets. Something that I thought was kind of interesting, 
from here. Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks will both sign with the Rockets tomorrow. That was 14 hours ago. So, I mean, we're coming up on it. And I think that's kind of interesting because we heard this about the Rockets. I mean, the Rockets, super young team, have some, like, talented guys there, and we'll see where it goes. They hire Udoka to try and maybe raise the ceiling here and a guy who had been to the finals and hopefully he can help this team mature. Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. I mean, Dylan Brooks, talk about weird, huge weirdo. But Fred Van Vliet, like a guy who won a championship, who is a guy who, you know, you talk about the culture stuff and a guy who knows how to win and brought a winning culture to Toronto. I feel like that makes a lot of sense for Houston. I love Fred Van Vliet to Houston because, like you said, you've got all these young players and Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, uh, Amen Thompson, who they just drafted this year. You have all these young players, and then here comes a veteran that's a great leader. I mean, he's like a miniature Chris Paul in a sense. Of, yeah. He's got a good head on his shoulders, uh, gr- uh, you know, great work ethic, great leader for a team, and that's exactly what Houston needs. So this Houston turnaround could actually be a lot faster than – people might've been projecting uh, with the way their past couple seasons have been. If they do get both Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks and Brooks is minus 900 to go to uh, Houston next season. So someone knows something and Dylan Brooks is basically already a Houston rocket. At least that's what the books are telling us. So with the young pieces, they have a ton of young guards. Like you've got a lot of shooting on this team and then pair with Ime Odoku. It's going to be a good test for Odoku to see if he's actually a really, really good coach or if he just kind of inherited a really good Boston team that he was able to get to the finals. Uh, I'm on the, the the side that he is actually a very good coach. So with uh, some new veteran players in the mix, some good defensive players, this could be a good Houston Rockets team. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm just rooting for these tweets to be right. Like, I, I just want more. I, I need <laughs> I need more. Like, I know the account was deleted. The last tweet was, oh, no, 44 minutes ago. Oh, so they're still out here in the streets. I love they're it. They're out. Oh, I love it. I, I need more. I just, I just turned alerts on. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm going to turn the alerts on for the weekend. I'm going to be locked in. I'm going to be at the lake for July 4th weekend. Jake, why do you keep looking at your phone? I, I can't talk right now. Dropping Dimes just tweeted another <laughs> another hot take, another scoop for the weekend. I love it. It's so great. It would be even funnier, I think, if this was like like a player. Like, I mean, we've seen, like, we know in the NBA players have burners and I mean, it's across all professional sports. We've seen guys get caught uh, across all leagues, really, uh, in different circumstances. Famously, Kevin Durant, big burner guy, but it would be so funny if this was like, like, who would be like, what if it's, you know what, Kate, let me, let me, let me just, if you will humor me for a second. What if it's Draymond? Like Draymond has a lot of relationships with like has the podcast has the following, has a lot of relationships with a lot of different people in the league. I Would that be yep. the funniest one? Would would that be the, if, if it's Draymond, is that the funniest person behind this? Probably. I would go KD would also be hilarious yeah. too, just because he is a big burner guy and he's got his situation nice and locked up in Phoenix that he's just sitting back laughing at all of these players who are complaining about where they are, wanting out, wanting money, this, this, that. Those two, I would, I would chuckle at for sure. Yeah. I I think that like, <laughs> I, man, I love this. This is so fun. Like utilize the burner cow. Like this, this is just an example of like, you fall backwards into like something that you didn't expect. You just have this, like this treasure trove in your hands. There's like, all right, let me make a burner <laughs> account. And then nobody's going to know it's me. And I just run with it. So funny. 
A++. Give me more. Alerts are on. I absolutely love it. I, I can't wait for the next one. If this was a player, like there's no, there's nothing wrong with doing this, right? No, they're not if breaking any information rules. Information that you want to put out there, right? There's no rules. Like no one's gonna get suspended, right? Right. I think it would just be. I mean, like, what's the worst that like? And we we did like the high school analogy before. Like this is just like your friends get yeah. mad at you. Like you you have to sit you yeah. have to sit by yourself at lunch for like a week or a couple of days, and like people are gonna be <laughs> mad at you for a little bit. But like really, uh, eventually, then then the next thing happens, and everybody gets over it, and you're back in the group chat, and you're and you're grandfathered back in because at the end of the day, who really cares? Okay, you said some rumors that ended up being true, and maybe it's all guesswork. Maybe you don't even know anything, but you just kind of roll with it. And who cares at the end of the day? Like it, it's harmless. Yeah, I would just laugh very hard if this was a player and it all came out and we found out who it was. And then Woj or Shams like hires this person as their assistant. That would be fantastic. Right. Or, got- or if you are a young kid, like if you're like a college kid or something, like do you, do you send those DMs later? Like let's say after NBA free agents, let's say in like three months, Ooh. do you send that DM like, hey, remember remember dropping dimes? You, you remember this? And then it <laughs> kind of like trigger the flashbacks for Woj or Shams or whoever is like, you know, you don't want that to happen again. You know, I'll, I'll take I'll take a nice little check. Like, and and then I think you, you like you you try to slow play this. You try to you try to capitalize and parlay this some into something else. It's not a bad idea. Start sending those DMs. Leverage. Yeah, it's leverage. a leverage That's play. That's what all these players are doing right now. Right. This this person's just doing the exact same thing. Right. You know, and I actually respect it because we've we've too long, you know, knelt at the altar of, of Woj and Shams. It's time for a new name. It's like a it's like a, the, a new Batman origin. Like they're, they're here, the, the vigilante that kind of, you know, ruffles some feathers and changes things up and, and changes the landscape. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Shams got his start when he was in like high school or something. Yeah. He was he was calling GMs during passing time in the halls. This uh, this kid, whoever it is. Might be just doing the same thing. All right, we got sidetracked this segment, but I promise next segment, we are going to play Hit or Run, Talk Some MLB. That's coming up next on BetQL Weekend. Stay with us. We'll be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. Two and one. Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend, sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. BetQL Weekend rolls on. Kate Constable and Jake Hassan here with you. Jake, uh, switching things over to the MLB this segment, some breaking news. What do we got out of Arizona going on? Yeah, so yesterday this happened in the uh, the Diamondbacks and the Rays played in the afternoon yesterday, and Corbin Carroll leaves the game with shoulder discomfort, and he had had surgery in the off season uh, on his right shoulder to not. And it was kind of like I think the best way to describe it would be like the Fernando Tatis surgery, where it was kind of preemptive to, to try and get ahead of a potential injury uh, later down the road. And he had surgery to correct this thing with his shoulder and he injures quote unquote, I use that kind of facetious, uh, you know, presumptively to leave the game with the shoulder injury. And now uh, we just heard that uh, 
at, by Robert Murray on Twitter, uh, MLB reporter. The Diamondbacks are going to be recalling outfielder Dominic Fletcher from AAA. Tori Lavulo, the Diamondbacks manager, said after Thursday's game that a roster move could be coming, presumably to provide additional outfield depth should Corbin Carroll need to miss some time. So to me, like, and, and that's the thing, should he need to miss some time? Right now, to me, it seems like they're recalling Dominic Fletcher to maybe Carol misses a game or two. I don't think that there's anything to do at this moment in time. Like I'm not going to rush to the window right now. And I have a couple things marinating. I think we is the right word. And the NL rookie of the year, Corbin Carroll has been leading this market in rookie NL rookie of the year from day one. Basically he's the second favorite for NL MVP as a rookie, like, which is crazy. We haven't seen that in years and years since Ichiro, uh, And that was almost 20 years ago. So that was like, we haven't seen this. He's the runaway favorite for NL rookie of the year right now. Obviously the reds are a great story. Everyone loves Ellie De La Cruz. He's the second favorite right now at about five to one thereabouts. And as he should, that's great. I think this is just, if you are somebody who either has a lot of Corbin Carroll, or maybe you have some Ellie De La Cruz before that price came down when it was like 50 to one, about three, four weeks ago. Great. I think you're watching this very, very closely. If you have nothing in this market, I think this is something that, and, and maybe you want to jump in. This definitely creates a betting opportunity, at least in my eyes, because you, you like we talked about in our last segment, turn alerts on for these NBA burners, turn alerts on for these Diamondback reporters, and turn you know turn alerts on for the Diamondbacks account. Because if Corbin Carroll misses two weeks, Ellie De La Cruz can totally catch him in that time and war and st- counting statistics and make this a much tighter race. Let's say Corbin Carroll only misses the minimum 10 days. He probably still wins the award 99% of the time, 95% of the time, but there's still that chance where, all right, he comes back. It's a shoulder injury. Maybe that bothers him or bugs him for a little bit going forward still. And then Ellie Dale Cruz just keeps going on this tear. There's definitely opportunities here. And if you look at the board, like, all right, Corbin Carroll, minus 450, minus 500. Ellie De La Cruz, about 5-1. to one. And then the next closest is 40-1, to 50-1, to one, 75. Like, there's a huge drop-off, and we've done this a lot on You Better You Bet. Um, and, and I'm going to say it now, too. Patrick Bailey of the Giants. He's their everyday catcher. He is a rookie, as you need to be to win NL Rookie of the Year. And he's awesome. He's hitting above 300. He just hits doubles for days, has some pop. He's accumulating war at an insane clip. He's only been playing for like a month, and he's already in the top 10, I think, for Fangraph's war. It's unbelievable. There's better than 100 to 1 on him. There's 130s. There's 150s. There's 100s. He is the guy whose price, we've been doing this on You Better You Bet too, is the price right? The price is not right on Patrick Bailey. And if Corbin Carroll misses a week or 10 days or even longer possibly, that is a price to me, and me and Ken Barkley have talked about this, he agrees, and we both have a little bit on Patrick Bailey, that price is coming way, 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 way down. Like we are, I mean, like, Matt McClain's a fine player. He's the third favorite at 40 to one. Yuri Perez is 50 to one, and he's been awesome for the Marlins. Don't get me wrong. He's a stud. 
Also, the Marlins are playing kid gloves with him, and they're going to sit him for two weeks. And he's not going to make a lot of starts down the stretch here. Even if they're a playoff team, they might Steven Strasburg him, where if they make the playoffs, they're just going to shut him down. Can't win then. So Patrick Bailey is the guy to me who I would want to bet on and take shots on if Corbin Carroll is going to miss extended time. If he only misses a couple days, this is a big nothing. And if he's playing on Monday or Tuesday, it's a big nothing. And he stays at the same price. But it's definitely something to watch. It's definitely super, super interesting. And it's something to monitor because there's a, a huge betting opportunity here. Uh, that's very funny that you bring up Patrick Bailey. I have a couple bets on him today. One of them over one and a half total bases. All right, let's go. Mets this afternoon. Love that. Uh, but you've got to imagine that the Diamondbacks are going to be pretty cautious with Corbin yeah. Carroll. And right. Why risk rushing him back? If anything is lingering, like you don't want a lingering issue issue for the rest of the season. You're leading uh, the NL West. The Dodgers are two games behind you bringing him back when he's not quite ready yet, all of a sudden maybe things go awry and Dodgers pass you in the division race and you're looking at missing the playoffs, something like that. Yeah, and credit to the Diamondbacks, and I was on their win total in like February and January. I loved this team coming in. Did I think they were going to do this? No, I thought they could be a team that won 81 games. Uh, they're leading the division right now, and the price does not reflect that, but also – Corbin Carroll, like I said, he's the second favorite for MVP. He's unbelievable. He might be the best player in the league. If he's not, he's top five probably, and he's absolutely unbelievable. But the Dimebacks, like, this is a, a bigger picture thing for them because Merrill Kelly, who's their number two starter, he just went on the aisle as well. They had to recall Brandon Fatt, who got lit up by the Rays yesterday uh, on Thursday. And, I mean, it's the Rays of the best team in the majors right now, and they have an awesome lineup, so can't really knock the kid for getting lit up by that lineup. But if you are the Diamondbacks, I think you, you talk about rushing Corbin Carroll back. I think that, if anything, that might push them to rush, not rush, but be more inclined to bring Corbin Carroll back instead of putting him on the IL. If it's like, a, let's say, a pain management thing, which is a thing you hear a lot of times in you know yeah. Major League Sports. Oh, it's a pain management. If he can play through it, if he can manage the pain, he's going to play. Okay, if it's that, then I think the Diamondbacks are going to trust him and trust his judgment to know his body and say, all right, well, it stings, but I can play, and I know that we're still, like, again, second favorite for MVP, might be the best player in the league. The drop-off from Corbin Carroll to Dominic Fletcher is pretty steep. Nothing against Dominic Fletcher. I think he's a fine player. He could be an above average outfielder, but he's not a guy that's going to win an MVP award. So it's a huge discrepancy there. And if you're the Diamondbacks, this is your first return to relevance in about seven or eight years, if not longer, since you know you, since you traded Paul Goldschmidt, and that was coming on six years ago. So you want this to happen. You want, and it's a long season. We're not even half. We're not even at the All Star break. So maybe the Diamondbacks say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna put Corbin Carroll on the IL with the All Star break coming up, and we're just gonna slow play it. We can handle it for a week. Yeah, we have two games on the Dodgers, but we feel like we can tread water until then. Then that maybe that's what happened. If anything, this is a perfect time for this to happen to the Diamondbacks because you do have the All Star break happening in two weeks, and then you can kind of reevaluate things there. You have the break, and then you can come back, coalesce, and maybe Corbin Carroll's shoulder doesn't hurt as much in two weeks. Yeah, good point. All Star break's coming up. Uh, some time to rest him there. Uh, we saw the other day, Jake, a uh, first perfect game of the season, which brings yeah. us to our our little game here, hit and run. We're gonna highlight two teams that have made some headlines over the last week and decide if we want to hit 
which means we believe in them, or run, which means uh, we don't believe in them going forward for the rest of the season. So, Jake, to start things off, as I mentioned, Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman, fourth per fourth perfect game rather in franchise history first since 2012 24th perfect game in MLB history but the Yankees have not been too hot lately kind of been up and down all season Herman's really only in the pitching rotation out of necessity because you have Carlos Rodon Nestor Cortez both on the IL is this something that's going to fuel New York uh, and allow them to kind of pick up some momentum and some some points in the win column or is this just you know a little exciting moment on the radar and they're going to go back to being mediocre. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think this is just a blip. I mean, context is important. It was against the A's like it's, right? it's yeah. not great. And the A's, I mean, they're still a major league team. It's still impressive. Don't get me wrong. A perfect game is a perfect game. It's very impressive and it's very hard to do. I think this is just a blip. I don't think this is going to spark anything for the Yankees. I don't like the Yankees as a team, especially while Aaron Judge is out. We got the news uh, a couple days ago earlier this week that, oh, well, Aaron Judge is resuming baseball activities. Yippee. Like, you can do baseball activities. You can play catch in a boot. You can play catch in a cast. Like, this is a guy with Aaron Judge, Chris Collinsworth voice, here's a guy, that he got a second injection in his toe a week ago because he wasn't the yeah. recovery wasn't going great and we were talking about him possibly being out till August like there is nothing I want nothing to do with the Yankees especially while Aaron Judge is out and probably not even when he comes back I don't have any faith in this rotation I don't have any faith in the players in the lineup outside of Aaron Judge Giancarlo Stan stinks Aaron Hicks is now playing awesome in Baltimore after they cut him Josh Donaldson is about a million years old and only plays well against the A's his old team Isaiah kind of is playing center field and he's a shortstop like that's just kind of where you're at Anthony Volpe has not lived up to expectations whatsoever so I don't think the Yankees are a very good team I want nothing to do with them congrats you have Garrett Cole he's not going to win Cy Young have fun with that <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, Yankees are 13 and 17 without Aaron Judge in the lineup. Who knows when he's coming back? Things aren't turning around for him. Uh, the Padres, uh, third highest payroll in Major League Baseball, yet they just got swept by the Pirates. Yeah. They have lost seven of their last 10 games heading into this weekend series with the Reds. Things aren't going well in San Diego. Are you hitting? Are you running on the Padres right now, Jake? I, I mean, kind of similar to the Yankees. I want nothing to do with the Padres. They have been the most disappointing team in all of baseball. Bar, I mean, maybe the Mets are right, are runner up in that you know prestigious award race. But you know, you have Fernando Tatis Jr. Awesome, Juan Soto, awesome, and you're still going to finish fourth in the division. It's insane. It's crazy. I want nothing to do with the Padres. If anything, I think if you were going to bet this team, do it on an individual basis, game by game, total bases or hits for Tatis and Soto. Otherwise, I mean, I want nothing to do with this team. They just, they, I think they stink. Of the two teams, the Yankees and Padres, I would rather back the Padres. I know their offense sure. is terrible right now, but their pitching, their pitching isn't all that bad. Fifth best ERA in the league right now so things could turn around for them if they can get those bats going it's just a matter of if and when that happens all right jake this has been betql weekend go enjoy your time up at the lake hope you all have a great fourth of july weekend thanks for joining us we'll see you next time
We'll be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM.